hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Onside Punt. We had a massive week 13, some huge matchups and huge upsets, which we're really excited to dig into. My name is Cad, and as always, I'm joined by Homie. What a big week, Homie. Did you just love it? Are you feeling it? Oh, there was um, some really, some games that actually surprised me this weekend. Like, I enjoyed a different variety of matchups that I hadn't normally dove into and it like they got me off the, they got me on the edge of the seat they uh they kept me there and it's uh we saw some blowouts as well which is yeah. from the teams we weren't expecting the blowouts it's that mixed bag of NFL that we love you know it yeah. gives us every bit of variety and um I can't wait to dive into them actually so there's some crackers yeah I was I was shocked by some teams that fought way harder than we thought of course the NFL's always got a bag of surprises but when you look at the schedule the week before you go no if this goes the way that it's written it's gonna be a bit bit of a bummer week but no delighted excited and uh we've got a bit of news to kick off this episode so starting with Roger Goodell who's reportedly come out homie in I guess a timely timely thing leading up to the to the playoffs that they want to allegedly ban the tush push, the famous Eagles play where they basically, anytime it's fourth and one, fourth and two, they slot Jalen Hurts through. It's almost automatic. I think it's worked only, it hasn't worked only twice this season. I don't know how they think they can ban it. Because mm. everyone has a version of it. And it's like, I was watching a lot of teams. There's, there is moments where they do like a ruck and mole style thing. Where yeah, the QB the snake play. play, I think. It's, yeah, yeah, there's. Yeah, but even in general play, there's there's elements of our tush push where they you know they group and just take advantage. And I think how how can you actually define the tush tush push? Yeah, when no one knows what they actually do because so they have can, to put it in written rules and be like, you yeah, can't. Yeah, the quarterback and X, Y, and Z can't be in this position to cross yeah. the line of scrimmage. Which is how the hell do you yeah. do that? And how is that a lot different from when a running back is? geared up behind a, a set of players as well. So it's like to define that in a rule would be so interesting. And I just think good luck to you uh, because then the refs have to interpret that rule. Oh, and that's yeah. where you get and, and we're having some problems with refs oh, interpreting rules. Oh, we had rules. some fun this weekend, didn't we? <laughs> oh, we had some real fun. So it's, it's interesting. So this would have to be voted on by the competition committee. And I think there's about eight members on it for it to kind of proceed to be voted on by the rest of the league members. Now, eight of those members are from teams in the NFC East, the Philly oh. Eagles rivals, so the Cowboys, the Giants, and the Commanders, which is a little bit rough. Mm. And the uh, Eagles aren't on that committee, for one thing. Oh. So <laughs> seems a little unfair and a bit targeted that just one team is doing this. And they're not breaking any rules as it stands, but then it would have to be... I'd need the approval of at least 24 of the 32 owners. Um, so I'm hoping that there's some people out there who live on the honor system and go, nah, they're just doing it better than we are. Like we yeah. we can't do it and that's not our, like that's not their fault. Surely everyone wants to use it at some point in their, in their <laughs> as well. It's like they're not, they want to take that option away from themselves. It would be, I'd like to be in that meeting room. Let me let me say that would be a good debate. I imagine That'd there's like good. the research facility somewhere, and there's just how do we yeah. get our boys to do this? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're just using it to, like I said last week, the how they haven't worked it out yet. Maybe they're just using it to fund to to work out how to stop it. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's it's true. Because like, they're like, well, how yeah. are we going to rule this? And they're like, well, yeah. what we actually do is this. And you're like, yeah, <laughs> and it's like, ah, oh, we've worked it out. Let's, okay, not okay, it. Let's, go, let's go defend it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Vish. Also. Okay. And moving on to some some terrible news here that Von yeah. Miller. Yeah, not great news here. So Von Miller handed himself in last Thursday after a warrant, arrest warrant was issued for him uh, allegedly assaulting a pregnant woman. So the story here is apparently there was an altercation, verbal altercation between him and the lady, and he's allegedly assaulted her. Um, he's been posted on bond and released shortly after, but a yeah, horrible story here, Cad. And I don't really know how we, if it's going to be, if there's follow on from here mm-hmm. in terms of if he's going to be suspended from the league or anything further, but we'll probably have to monitor to see what the ramifications are for this because it's a poor story here. All right. Moving on to the headline game. Should we get stuck into it, homie? Let's do it. Well, Kat, I'm going to take us back to last Thursday's game, the Cowboys versus Seahawks, our Friday, of course. Mm. And what a cracker we got. So this is the first, I think this is the first time I've seen this, but this is the first game I have not seen a punt (laughs) <laughs> Zero punt game. A great Apparently game. A, that's a great game. Like that's when you know the boys are up and about. Mm. There was no reason for this. There wasn't injured kickers or anything. They just chose not to punt. And it made for a spectacle here, Cad. A little bit those Seahawks, they like to keep themselves in the game. This is like the second, third straight week where they've had their chances. They keep them in the game and then they just short, just fall short right at the end, Cad. They are... Uh, I feel a lot of empathy for the Seahawks mm. this season so far. It's like they are just on the edge, but not quite good enough. And it's like it's a sad proposition. As uh, one of the one of the ending here, when they just let Micah Parsons come free around to just end the game. Yeah, uh, a bit of controversy there, Cad, because everyone's slamming that play. But if you have you had a chance to analyze it at all? No, um, no. I, in fact, I think I sat in this game and kind of just enjoyed it. <laughs> and I'm glad yeah. I don't have to review it because I watched the the game the week before, but that we watched the Seahawks play against the Niners and get creamed in Thursday mm. night football, our Friday. And I was kind of just happy for Al Michaels, the veteran commentator who has seen a slew of terrible games this season. Mm. I mean, absolutely awful matchups. So unfortunately, could you run us through it for me? Well, the final snap, had, basically, Michael, Micah Parsons comes off the edge to basically be open and free against Gina, who has to just put it to the ground. This is on fourth down. So mm. they, it basically ends the game. And everyone's like, what has happened here? Like, the, you know, the Seahawks looked like they were, they'd been in front as well. So they'd edged in front all day and then the Cowboys would come over the top of them. They'd just get them. They'd just get them. There's a little niggle too. It was a good game. Mm. It was a really good game. But everyone just was left a bit like, what's happened here? Like, how's this game ended like this when we're gearing up for a... A a block, but yeah, yeah, that blockbuster moment, and it was just like so. A few analyzed it, a few are blaming the Seahawks, but in reality, it was just Michael Parsons. You can't, <laughs> you can't give him an inch because he took it, yeah, and it just basically blew up the game. And that's been the Cowboys this year. They just, they know, they know how to play these big moments now, and it's they like they're gearing up. Yeah, they have an unstoppable offense. It seems right now, and. You know, we've seen these tests and I think that was kind of what I wanted to see out of this game was the fact that they got surprised. They got shocked by the Seahawks that actually attacked them quite aggressively and they bounced back. They actually came back at it strong. They didn't, I thought they were going to crumble. That was my kind of theory that once they faced some actual opposition, they would go down. 
Do you think here, and it's a million-dollar question in football, was the Seahawks' offense outplaying the Cowboys' defense and the standard that the Cowboys' defense play, or did you know was the defense just not showing up today? No, I think they they both. I think the Seahawks outplayed them. I think they jumped them, and they were so surprised. It took them not a while, but a long while to work out what was happening, and it was like. The final play was they actually got them. They mm. they worked it out for one in that one moment. But the Seahawks, they just played with that free, uh, free abandonment. You know, like that they, they, they just not they did not care. Uh, Smith and Jigba was yeah. like playing a great game. Gino's like he's at we we quoted them as being banged up. Yeah, and it was like I think they played better banged up. Yeah, like this they, might be that yeah. that mentality because yeah, they came so, out swinging, and I thought, oh, this is not exactly what I thought yeah. was going to happen. Yeah, so it might be the it might be scared of the wounded Seahawk. Maybe is like mm. the what to take away here. They're not giving up on their season. I think as well, we might have thought that they were like they could probably roll over on this game, but they chose not to. So I give the credit to the Seahawks here, but this does mean so. This is six at home for Dallas now, six in a row at home. Uh, 14 straight at home over, like on a run here. So six at home for 2023, 14 straight overall um, at home. So they've created a fortress here at home as well, Cad, which is a bit scary. Okay, homie, moving on to what was the title fight in the NFC and the one we were looking forward to the most this week. Was this a preview? Was this a rematch? Doesn't matter because the 49ers absolutely buried the Eagles at home, 42 to 19. Tensions were high in this game on and off the field, and and we'll get to Jake Greenlaw and Big Dom in a little bit. But there was a lot of trash talk going into this game, homie. Oh, there was a lot. Talk is cheap. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They probably should have poked the bear, I think, because they even uh, even poked the uh, bear pregame walking through their huddle Mm. uh, right at the start there. It was... uh, this is a fiery encounter, Cad. Yeah, and, and you sent me some clips of fans outside the stadium throwing yeah. things at each other, and it was a bit of a riffraff. And this all stems from the NFC playoff last year. And if you missed it, basically the 49ers, Debo Samuel was involved. A lot of the team members were involved, but they were talking a lot of nonsense because Brock Purdy got injured just before this game the last in the playoffs. And so the Eagles came through and did what they were going to do. And the 49 said, oh, it would have been different if Brock was there. We would have smoked you if we had Brock. And uh, It was because it was during the game he got injured. It, yeah. was the, it was about the second quarter, I think it was, and that's when he got his elbow injury. And basically they were in the game, it was red hot, and then it just, from there, was no, they were pretty much done, it, done, it, done and dusted. And so yeah. this is, this is uh, I guess, the time to tell and for it to all come through. And look, at the game shaped up in kind of two different bits for me because the game opened Eagles came out dominant fast quick um, and they were able to stop the 49ers on their first drive and score a touchdown setting the tone early and they managed to hold the Niners back put another one and a field goal on 6-0 and and they were getting through and getting through Eagles defensive line looked excellent pressured Purdy early they were almost reading the plays before they happened they'd spy McCaffrey who was sneaking out on the uh, on the wing, and they knew that's bait. We're going to go after Debo. At this point, I was kind of like, "Well, that's a bummer. I can't mm. believe it's going to be a one-sided game." And then, uh, and then it changed. They <laughs> <laughs> was just holding at the gate, weren't they? They were holding yeah. at the gate, but it, and the Purdy looked really stifled early. But he came through, um, 
and got into a rhythm because the Eagles were blitzing him relentlessly. Mm. And I don't think Purdy's bad out of the pocket by any means when he has to run into it, but it's shaky early, but got into this rhythm. Uh, and, you know, what could they do? He couldn't really get McCaffrey through, couldn't get DB through. Find Kittle. Check down to Kittle at tight end. Get the game going. And then once they got on top, the 49ers were off and running. Debo Samuel just had a monster game. Oh, he was he was funny after the game, Debo Samuel. He he was like, Oh, I hope everyone enjoyed the banter. It's not that serious. And everyone's like, hey, <laughs> hold on. No, no, tell the line. Keep <laughs> yeah. it going. Like, you can't be nice now. He <laughs> took the higher ground after. But it was it was just this, you know, we did that little exercise where we compared the pair before we uh before this matchup. And we just saw Brock Purdy go to that Swiss Army knife of options, wasn't it? It was like yeah. Like you said, it's like, oh, no, now let's get Kittle to get us into this game. And so Kittle gets a couple of receptions and then that opens up Debo and then it opens up McCaffrey. And then it's, it's like, and then it's just, and then it's just hammer, yeah. just hammer, hammer, hammer. And it was crazy. The offensive weapons were off the chain in this match. And you just start to think, well, the 49ers are favorite in the NFC now. Right. Yeah, I kind of think they are. Look, I don't think that the Eagles had the best game to start off with, but I also think that the 49ers are just so dominant. I mean, they, they are. And it almost, mm. as you said, in that offense where you go like a checklist running down a yes-no thing. Mm. Oh, okay, can we get Debo through? No. All right, try McCaffrey. No, that doesn't work. Okay, we'll try Kittle. Okay, that worked. Yeah. Or we can try Joan Jennings or whomever yeah. or our defense will yeah. score. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. We've got so many was... options here. Yeah, I sort of think it's like, I, I thought the way to describe them was they're not the best team in the comp, but they're the most informed team in the comp. Like, it's like they are right now healthy. And like we said, when they're healthy, it's just it's just cannon fodder for everyone else, isn't it? It's just yeah. like they just light up teams. And luckily, we gave Philly an out early. They mm. were underdogs in this game. But where's this put them rolling? They got smacked and now they're going to go... Face the Cowboys, Cad. Where do you? This is a tough can they one. fix the can they fix these defensive problems now? Well, it's the only team that hates them more than the 49ers do. It's the <laughs> Cowboys, so they're going into two aggressive matchups. Um, it's a tough one because yeah, the, the defense really needs to get a stop on this Cowboys offense that has been rolling dominantly. But unlike the 49ers, who I know they had that three game stretch, but since the bye week they've seen unbreakable and they're kind of that dominant team, but. We've been missing this season. There's usually two or three that you go, oh, they'll crush, and they consistently crush. Cowboys have holes, for sure. And we saw that with the Seahawks getting off the jump on them. Yes, they'll fight back, but the Eagles will fight back as well. Um, I think they've got a great O-line to contain Micah Parsons. Not saying he's not going to get through, because I bet he will. Um, Mm. But they put a great effort on holding back Nick Bosa from Jalen. I think they've just got to come in a bit more paced and explore their options. I'm not concerned about the Eagles here. What about you? Not overly. They do have some, they have some fixing up to do. Like we saw the first quarter, like their defense, they they were top eight defense last year. And this year they're currently bottom eight for points allowed. Yeah. There is something to fix up there. Yeah. Like they're not, they're not as good as they were. And we saw what a, a team, once they drop off, five ten percent can do to them at that level mm-hmm. and i think they just need to check in before before they get home for the finals here so it's definitely something to monitor because it might hurt them in the oh, it could be a big, big problem games. in this cowboys game who love putting yeah. up 35 love points. putting up points as well yeah it might be a good measure actually this would be a good measure back up and 
they thought it, they sort of feel like they need a break. <laughs> yeah, it, it does after that yeah. game and, yeah. and all of yeah. the hype and, you know, it's like too bad. I, I don't know if they're on the road against the Cowboys either. I'm, I'm hoping they're at home for their advantage, but it, it is an interesting thing now because the NFC number one seed is kind of wide open. Uh, so once this game kind of rolls through, we'll have a different picture and maybe the Eagles, you know, despite now only losing two games for the seasons, you know, you're not invincible. So we'll have to catch oh, that no. one. They're on the road, boy. They're on, they're on, the, road. They're on the road. There we go. Uh, yeah, That'll yeah, be a rough yeah. one for them. But we have to talk before we jump about Jake Greenlaw. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, there's so much in this game. I nearly forgot. Yeah. <laughs> this, was, this was an entertaining game because yeah. of the heat and the drama. Now, Jake Greenlaw is a 49ers player who is a defender. He grabs AJ Brown, picks him up, suplexes him onto the field like a WWE move, and basically tackles him right into the Eagles bench. Now, there's a guy called Big Dom, and if you haven't seen it all over your Instagram or on the on the show, oh, sorry, on the on the game tape, Big Dom is the chief security officer for the Eagles. He was right next to the head coach for some reason, and Greenlaw and him start getting into couple of words some pointing yeah. some yelling some chirping two refs kind of tearing them apart even though it looks like big dom's not moving anywhere and greenlaw decides to launch a hand just skimming him in the face it's a funny slow-mo because it's kind of like it doesn't look right like yeah. it's like it's like i'm pointing at you but i hit your face yeah like it's with, like, his, with my it's fist a, yeah and it's, but it's the leading like it's like kind of like a, a little thumb or something just yeah. sort of presses the nose and like into the face and i just thought it was a it's funny imagery for me because it does it, it doesn't looks like, look looks like, like greenlaw's punching underwater a little bit yeah like you really wanted like to get any, him <laughs> yeah it doesn't look like anyone's trying to hurt anyone yeah. but it, it just it just hits his face and it it's like it shocks the world <gasps> like a gasp <laughs> it's just random as well anyway so greenlaw gets ejected they get big dom ejected um in Big Dom, we find out through the broadcasts and lots of tweets and everything else later, he is a national, or not national, but a city local hero of Philly. He's been there for like 20 years as a security officer. Andy Reid, when he was coach for the Eagles, called him my little Italian son. And just everyone adores him. So he got a standing ovation as he was kicked out. But I just don't think he... Why was he A, next to the coach? I just, you never, I've never heard of a security officer being down on the field. Why did he feel the need to go and have some words with a player? Like, like I'd assume, I assume they have security officers down there for crowd. Yes. And like for crowd incidents. Yeah. Like to be there in case someone comes in. Like, but he should never be between players and players. <laughs> like it's like, I just sort of, it's, it's one of those old rules it's like you sh- if you, you you're not playing don't be involved yeah and it was like and he I was like it looked foreign for him to even be <laughs> apparently also, apparently the coach came out and Sirianni was just like yeah look i don't think he should have been doing that yeah. <laughs> i think it was just a, a chance incident like it was just he happened to be there mm. when it all unfolded and he happened to get a little clip on the nose but it was just <laughs> it was funny imagery and i yeah. enjoyed it and, and the standing ovation was even funnier i thought <laughs> what a cracker yeah. unbelievable stuff it really I- oh. ironically big don was escorted out by his own security employees uh yeah <laughs> which was a nice yeah. image also these players don't need security no like with this <laughs> there was this fight that everyone thought oh this is what's gonna you know this is what's gonna light the fire under the eagles and they're gonna mm. and, and they didn't um but the last thing i wanted to note here i know we've got a long review on this game but so much happened 
Jalen Hurts was taken off to be assessed for a concussion. He was fine. But in the interim two plays, Marcus Mariota appeared. And I was like, oh, Marcus, I haven't seen what? you since the quarterback documentary. I forgot what? you were here. <laughs> Where have you been? Yeah, so he's been sitting on the bench and uh, Jalen's been healthy, so he hasn't uh, had an opportunity to come out. He did, you know, two plays. It was completely fine. No nonsense. Went back on the bench when Jalen came out. But the main problem I have with this is Jalen goes for a concussion evaluation, goes in the blue tent, comes back out, straight into a tush push, straight into throwing his yeah. head and entire body into the pile. <laughs> You'd be telling the boys, just stand up a little taller this time. Don't let anyone come over the top, all right? Please. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, oh. as we said, Philly take it on the Cowboys next week. So a bit exciting. We'll have a look at that one. But... We've got another game to preview. Yeah, the other other one we've picked out here is a feature game is because it's an upset game. And uh, the Green Bay Packers, they, ro- they roll over the top of the Kansas City Chiefs here, Kat. 27 I, to I, 19, my friend, yep. I still can't actually... I was speaking to you yesterday about it, after it, and I'm like, I can't remember how they did it. Like, I, I know they won, but it's like... Watch the game. Said, yeah, I watched the game and I kept seeing them this, this, they kept progressing in keeping Chiefs at hand, and mm-hmm. they couldn't. They, the Chiefs just couldn't get over the top of this young. Mm-hmm. I even the fact the Greenbackers are unbelievable at the moment. They've got a they've got a soft run home, which we'll talk about in the future of in terms of like what potentially they could do now. But they they have no right being in these positions because they have so many injuries within their team at the moment. And it's like, we basically, I'd, I'd pencil them off and it's amazing what they're doing right now. And you got to give credit to young love as well. Cause he was airing out some balls. Like he was just giving it air. He's like, wide yeah. receivers, go get it, go get it. Yeah. hundred percent. Look, he threw three touchdowns and out through Patrick Mahomes in yards, which is a big enough claim in itself. But like, the whole offense was the team effort here. They didn't have really one standout receiver or running back. They hit everyone and played any kind of offense or play or receiver that they wanted to hit throughout this game. Uh, I might single out Christian Watson, though, who put two touchdowns on the board. And then Romeo Dobbs, who only took four receptions but got 18 yards per pass, which is damn well impressive. That's a couple of first downs there. Uh, Christian Watson, though, sadly went down with what looked like a string to me, homie. Did you have more on that? Yeah, it's a... No, it's a... I was going to... I'd put it in my notes because in Australia, when you do a string, you say... Like he got shot, you know. And I thought, oh, I can't use that terminology for a I'm not familiar sport. with that. You yeah, were really yeah. shocked. I was like, because I missed the last two minutes, as you know. And I had to yeah. go back and watch the replay. <laughs> I would have missed yeah. that. Because you know when someone's when someone's really gunning it down the yeah. sky, down the sideline and, and they do it they do a string and they just hold the hammy like they've been shot in the back of the in the in no, the it bump. makes sense. And, that's exactly yeah. what happened to Christian yeah. Watson in this one. Yeah, and it was like I can't use it in American sports. So sorry, <laughs> yes, he's just done a string, Kat. <laughs> Look, the Packers started so strong here and it seems like the the team we've seen the last two weeks. And they were able to shut down the Chiefs advance and the Chiefs started kind of, we, we talked about this, they started calling this offense that they want to start with. We've got the players that we think we can pull off. That wasn't there, that wasn't an option. So what do they go to? The bread and butter, run it with Pacheco, pass it to Kelsey. But the Packers were able to absorb that too and it left the Chiefs looking pretty pretty weak, especially when it got to the end zone. So when they did eventually get down the field, you can see their team stats side by side for the Packers and the Chiefs. They're nearly exactly the same in possession, rushing yards, passing yards, down completion. 
But the problem the Chiefs had is they couldn't convert in the end zone. And they had a lot of time, multiple attempts. Uh, Patrick was sitting there behind a pretty strong offensive line who was protecting him for, you know, 10 seconds at least, which is more than that's a, a whole year in Mahomes' time. And he eventually just was too late to run it. His receivers were all covered really well by the Packers. And then he just ran straight into a defender to get sacked. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so interesting because you watch the coverage and we're watching the frame of Mahomes and you're looking at him going, what are you doing? Yeah. Throw it already. Or run somewhere. Like, like you just see, yeah. you can do yeah. Because the like, problem is you... with the broadcast, we can't see the receivers unless mm. until he passes it. And you go, yeah. This is taking forever. Go, <laughs> and then they take that wide shot and you're like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> where are your options? Kelsey like, has three people on him. <laughs> yeah. And then the others are just cutting laps in the backfield, just not getting open. And it's like the big difference I see between them and previous years is the options Mahomes has at the moment. And they're still last in drop catches. That doesn't help you in any scenario. Mm-hmm. Saw a couple see, in this game. Yeah. Should we just digress to the, the last bit of this game? Because it got messy. It got very messy. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I was just talking to Dad on the weekend. He goes, you know, I don't know if this is right or not, but I think this is the worst year of refing I've ever seen. And I said, I kind of feel the same. And that was before this game even happened. So, number one, first thing, homie, the unnecessary roughness call that was given to the Packers who slightly bumped Mahomes when he was still in the field of play. He starts to run. He's about to get to a first down. Old mate hits him clean as a whistle. Yeah. Hip and shoulder. In in field at the one at at the at mark. the yard. Yeah. At the yeah, touchdown. Yeah. Oh, and sorry, it, the, uh, and it's like, and they they call him for it. Oh, that was I I was not happy with that at all. No, it was that ridiculous. Was... And that kind of fed into the narrative that everyone says, you know, the refs just pay are being paid off by the Chiefs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're gonna yeah. favor Mahomes in anything and also general quarterback soft protection. That was a bit odd. And then the no defensive pass interference when a packer was basically mounted on Marquez Velda's scantling. <laughs> Oh, he was wearing him like a backpack. Yeah. Like he was, he had his arms wrapped around his neck. He was just riding all the way Taking to the his school. end zone. Yeah, that was amazing. I can't believe that one didn't get called. So the refs either. didn't call that. So, you know, it's pretty yeah. balanced here. They've all, they've given away a, a, a bad call on each. And then the clock stopping on Marcus Valdez Scanling's catch when he was going yeah. out. But he was down before he went out, right? Yeah, there was no forward momentum there. No. They'd, they'd pause that. And then it was, it was just, it was so much to unpack in this last minute. It's just a oh, couple of minutes. Mm. It was a fantasy land of just, everyone was really confused and not sure who the, we didn't even know who was biased in yeah, this yeah. one. We didn't know. Who did the rest like, want to win? <laughs> we weren't sure. But I think they got the script really messed up and then they were just clutching at straws at towards the end. That was making randomness. But uh, themselves this, the main character. This crew was not good. They were all over the shop. Man. Yeah. Uh, There's definitely a review going on for, for this, <laughs> this last two minutes. And I think the Hail Mary, which no one ever calls really anything on, it was just carnage. I saw Kelsey get absolutely demolished in this one. Definitely pass yeah. interference. But you know, yeah. by the end of it. It was a classic two hands in the back AFL style. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he got shoved out of the pack. But I'm comfortable with that one. I think I think anything goes in a Hail Mary. Yeah, like, that's what I think. Yeah. yeah. Well just elbows, a, elbows up. Elbows up. Be stronger a, in the What that about contest. a hockey skirmish? Maybe that's a good little rule for a Hail Mary. You, you can just go for it. Like you yeah, can just I, roll. I wouldn't mind that. Pads yeah. off. Like, 
Should be in the last two minutes anyway. No ejections <laughs> either. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we've spent a lot of time on the big games as we should. So we're going to head over to the roundup. All right, Cad. You've got the Colts and the Tennessee Titans, which went to overtime. Take us into it. I, d- I didn't expect it, but this was a really fun game. I, I honestly, mm. it was scrappy, sure, but it was aggressive and, and entertaining. Brought to 25-25 with five minutes left in the game. The Titans miss the extra point. Leads into overtime. Titans get their first possession. They score a field goal. The opportunity is then all on Gardner Minshew. And he takes the team down the field. And he throws a nice little touchdown to Michael Pittman, ending the game 31-38. Now, quick quick refresher, I think, because I don't think we've gone through overtime rules for any of our NFL rookie listeners here. Um, they do a coin toss, whoever elects to start, if they score a touchdown on the first drive in the first possession, game over. I'm not necessarily a fan of that rule, but yes, they get it. Um, if they score a field goal or don't score, it goes to the other team. And if that team scores a touchdown, they win. If both teams don't score in the first drive or both score a field goal, goes until the end of time. It's about five, ten, uh, ten minutes for overtime. Ten minutes, yeah. Clock time. Roughly. If it's still a tie there, it's officially recorded as a draw, which I kind of thought this game was going to. I thought so too. Yeah. I genuinely thought it was as well. But uh, starting with the Colts, there was this wild play in this game, homie. And it almost sounded like what I when I described Scorigami to you when I said there was like oh, that weird. I was like, oh, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, it's it's on right now, okay? Yeah. It's happening right now. Well, no Scorigami in this one, but the Colts' defense blocked a punt by the Titans. So the Colts blocked the punt. They run the ball down to the other side of the field for a touchdown. They go for the two extra points by doing a passing play. The Titans intercept that and run it down the other end for their own two-point conversion. Wild. It's wild. just wild. <laughs> and it was a perfect, I think, encapsulation of this this game. It was like, yeah, yeah they're scoring, but it's weird. And I don't really... Oh. don't. It doesn't look like clean football to me. Well, we, we also found a new job for Ryan Tannehill out of this game, Kat, <laughs> as the, <laughs> the punter got... Mashed in this game for the Titans we're talking about. So he, he's out. He's out. And then, uh, so Ryan Tannehill is the highest paid holder now. Yeah. As he... <laughs> so he was holding the ball for the field goal kicker. It was holding the ball for the field goal kicker. But, but he Unbelievable. Did miss, didn't he miss the field goal? They missed the first one, but yeah. they got... They got the three points in the overtime. So they were, the lads were chirping up after that. So Ryan was still failing to score for the team. That's disappointing. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but uh, oh, it was a crazy, like the, it just, it was mayhem again. And um, the rollout effect here is the poor, the poor Titans uh, special teams coach has been fired after this game. So <laughs> the review must have been great. Like they've had a bad day. I'm surely bad feeling day. a little guilty about that because he hadn't had anything to do with the special teams until that day. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've had two run down, two ran down punts. Mm. They've missed their extra point. Uh, they've Brian Tannehill is there in his team. So I guess, yeah, yeah. I guess off you go. Yeah. But Look, the Titans could have won this game. <laughs> That's the weird they thing should, about it. They should have won this game. They blew a they seventeen had, to seven lead. Yeah, they had the majority of the play as well. Yeah, so. possession and so Mayo boy Bill Levis, he came out swinging. He put his body on the line in what looked like a retro play where the quarterback tries to jump over two defenders 
And it yeah, happens in the modern cool. game. You go, what are you doing? <laughs> You're already the backup. Don't launch yourself into two 300-pound men. Uh, but he was fighting for everything. Derek Henry was carrying this game once again for them. Uh, combination with some big plays from DeAndre Hopkins. However, Henry got sent out at the start of the fourth quarter with another injury. Uh, and, you know, if you take out Derrick Henry from the Titans, I'm surprised they made it even to get that uh, field goal in overtime. Uh, Tajay, Tajay Spears, he was good. Mm, he was he good. actually was. Uh, he did jump out to yeah, me. Yeah, um, I liked it. But, yeah, you do think it's all over. But, oh, just a chaos game again. Chaos game. game. Another chaos. <laughs> that was so good. Not a train wreck. Yeah, very fun. Very fun yeah, game. So, very fun. Full credit to the Colts coming back strong in this one. They're still sitting pretty uh, at seven and five in the wild card playoff spot so far. All right, let me take you to a game that didn't start well for me. So the imagery of Arthur Smith and Aaron Rodgers was plastered <laughs> across the screen, and I was not I was uncomfortable. As your both two favorite their, people, <laughs> both comparing their mustaches. I've realised I don't trust the mustache. So, Cad, you might have to rethink <laughs> your your look. Uh, <laughs> I was doing my best, Arthur Smith. Here, just for yeah. You. Oh yeah, actually, yeah. Okay, I like this. I like this a lot. Um, so it was regular scenes for the Jets as their offense was unable to score. And the Falcons didn't chose not to use any running plays as they averaged 2.6 per carry. It's so strange, these two teams. But the Falcons were able to generate three turnovers, leading them to a 13-8 to win. Uh, back-to-back wins gives the Falcons control of the NFC South now. They sit on top of that division and should be a big factor rolling into the playoffs. Moving on to the... Other team, and they always seem to bookend each other when we do these reviews. Yeah, we, we, we do that well. Yeah, we do that well. Yeah. But uh, the starting at 24-0, the Saints started <laughs> when it was 24-0. <laughs> the Lions scored three touchdowns in the first quarter in this matchup. Then at the end of the third quarter, it was 24-21. to The Saints have come back in and they scored three touchdowns in reply. They fought back only to fall short, though, in the last quarter with the score ending at 33-28. to against the Lions, which is, this was the mm. game where you thought, what? What? The Saints are coming back and attacking the Lions? And this is after Derek Carr takes a big shot. Oh, yeah. And he's gone. Yeah, he's, he's gone. See you later. He's in the blue tent. Yep. Yeah. He's, they are a weird team, the Saints. It's like they've really got to be in that adversity to get going. Mm. And it's like they got going. Kamara gets going. He gets a, touch, he gets a running touchdown for the first time in a in a month or so, mm. it's just like they just light up, oh, and then we fell short. And oh that, well, yeah, <laughs> and that's the thing. Like you know, this game had eight touchdowns in it, you know, epic game. Yeah. And it, for the Saints, like it's a banger of a game. But you know, I said last week, I think the Saints are finished and they're mm. done. I still believe that after this game, because just when we're going through the season earlier in the past few weeks, anytime you just found a little bit of hope in the Saints. The next week, they'd throw it in the bin and laugh at you for even thinking about it. And so I'm oh, not. They, I can't. I can't trust them anymore. I'm off. I'm off the Saints. Yeah, they build you up just to knock you down. Yeah. Those guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, the Lions. We've got to talk about Sammy Laporta because that boy oh. is having the, a rookie defining season. season. This season for a oh. tight end, he tallied 140 yards and a touchdown. Now these are you know Travis Kelsey, Rob Gronkowski stats and this is the first time he's achieved such an amount of yardage but I think he's been gradually building these stats we've seen him either used as a quick touchdown option or to progress the game in a third down uh, or fourth down attempt 
But today we see him put it all together and, you know, Dan Campbell would love that. And I think he's probably looking at the development of this kid to come through and, you know, most teams that are dominant have an excellent tight end. And if they've got that option coming through, that's super exciting for them. But Jamison Williams' touchdown, I think, has to be one of oh. my favourite things I've seen all season. It is the... I love it. it. It's just like the perfect design play. There were three pitch pass handoffs where they all swing back at the quarterback. And he runs, rips through the defense like it's nothing, like a ribbon, and then does a little dive into the end yeah, zone for it's, what it's was like, an ungraceful front flip. <laughs> it's like that rugby union, like that swan dive, I yes. think they call it. And it was just like, I don't normally verbalize when I'm watching at home, but I was like, you! <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it looked fun. Like, yeah, I was like, you! Yeah! <laughs> it was great. And uh, I, they're quite... They're breaking records for the Detroit Lions. It's like they got their best winning record from 1962 or something now. It's like they just keep going and going. And it's like it's pretty fun to be present watching the Detroit Lions like really ramp it up this year. Yeah. So, oh, oh, One thing I had to mention as well, that the boos that were raining down from the Saints on Derek Carr. And this was, you know, they've got Derek Carr for a long time here. And there's a lot of problems on this team. But they're putting it all on Carr for now as the fans... You know, Taysom Hill comes out, throws a couple balls in for some fourth down plays. Once he, he's playing, no one no one boos, everyone's happy. Derek Carr comes back out, boos rain down again from their own fans. So safe to say the Saints fans aren't in love with Carr at the moment. And, uh, well, I don't know if they know they've got him for another four years, the way things are going. So Yeah, well, listen to our podcast. We'll tell you he's got four years left, so then you can stop your billing. So <laughs> Stop your winch. <laughs> <laughs> You're stuck with him. <laughs> Moving on to the Texans versus the Broncos. And mm-hmm. against the norm here, the game finished with the Texans defense coming up with the big plays, Cad, uh, as they closed off a fast-finishing Broncos team here. Uh, the Broncos worked really hard to get back in this game, Cad. Uh, it was the sort of – that team, it was a clash of those two, two styles. We had the Texans breaking away, looking really nice, um, opening up the game, and then the – the Broncos is chiseling their way, sneaking back in, trying to snatch that victory at the last moment. But an intercept meant that the Texans went on to win 17-22. to 22. Now, I think this game did highlight the continued development of both of these teams, Cad. I think it shows the growth of both the Broncos and the Texans and just that the Texans sit that little bit in front of the Broncos. So it's like they're not quite there yet. But they're both on the right trajectory. I think it was a great game for both of them. Um, it, it did seem like the level match. That it did. It yeah. seemed like they were a pairing that you know we could really enjoy. And I don't know if that's just the Texans squaring up with anyone these days because it you know it does kind of have that feel that you don't know who's going to be more dominant or anything like that. But the Broncos, you know, this is the end of a, a grand winning streak for them, but definitely not the end of their playoff hopes. Uh, I just wanted to check who they've got coming up because we thought if they win this game. They got the Chargers next week. Yikes! Uh, and then yep. they got the Lions, the Patriots, the Chargers again, and the Raiders. So look, there's definitely games they can clean up in that one and be present in the playoffs. So it's an interesting. Yeah, one. There, there definitely was a game that shows that they're still they're still a chance. Like they they were do, they got the right formula. It looked like the Texans could have ran away with it, but they know they chiseled it back and they stayed in the game. Gave themselves a chance to win. Didn't get it, but they gave themselves a chance to win, which you get all you can ask for. Uh, we did see those continued connections, CJ Stroud and Nico Collins. Amazing. Mm. 
Russell Wilson and Cortland Sutton. Now that is becoming a combination that is very, very dominant. So two to watch out there. Worst news out of this game though. Mm, the tank. I don't even want to say it. You say it, Kat. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. Ah, <laughs> oh, say it. Take Dell's out. <laughs> Take Dell. Take Dell. Unfortunately, out for the season. Was this the Broken, fibula injury? Fractured fibula. Oh, um, man. In a play that he shouldn't have been involved in, it was their version of like the tush push. Mm-hmm. And he was just at the bottom of the pile. And yep. he's, um, oh, it's a, he's had a, he's been a part of, the, I do wonder if it'll have an effect because it now puts everything on Nico. Um, but we'll have to see. Yeah, Tank's been be that good. deep ball option. And especially the last three weeks, he's been really pulling it out and some big, big moments for them. So I think it'll be a big loss. Uh, I'm more worried about him as an individual for his career. A fibula uh, is a big injury and, you know, and you don't want to take time out as a rookie. You don't want to take time out ever. But, uh, you know, full credit to his recovery and hopefully we'll see him soon. All righty. We're moving it on. The Steelers. Lost at home as the visiting Cardinals came to enjoy horrific weather and leave with a victory 24 to 10. Now, this game wasn't the most inspiring matchup and it was only prolonged homie by a weather delay. Two, actually, two weather delays due to heavy rain. And uh, look, the teams spent the delay differently. They had a bit of time in the locker room. Steelers went back trying to figure out how to, you know, claw back out of 14 points and get back in this game. And the Cardinals held a dance off in the locker room. <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's brilliant. So they were literally dancing on the, the soon to be grave of the Steelers uh, and just enjoying every win that comes their way because they, they technically, I think they're still in contention. They could technically make it to the playoffs if a bunch of random things happen, but I think they know that ain't happening. They're just enjoying the win and uh, good on them. They're feeling the rhythm, scoring in every quarter. Their running back, James Connor, stood out with over 100 yards and two tutties against his old team. So a bit of a yeah, revenge player, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and this was the first Cardinals win in Pittsburgh since 1969. So well done to the birds. TJ Watt summed it up pretty well for the Steelers. We got our asses kicked. That's what he said. So sadly, Steelers offense not doing well at all. Somewhere I'm assuming Matt Canada is feeling extremely smug. Uh, but to pile it on, Kenny Pickett went out with an ankle injury in the second quarter. Mitch Trubisky taking over from there. To be honest, I don't see too much of a difference between them right now, which is is disappointing to say. It's strange, isn't it? Mm. It's like I didn't really even notice, to tell you the truth. <laughs> like <laughs> The way that this like, game was going, that makes sense. Yeah, and it went for seven and a half hours. Like, <laughs> we're well started, into the late window, and then the yeah, it was like, I, was like well, I saw it was still on. I'm like, what's what's going? Oh, that's right. They've had two 45 minute delays here, so it was uh, it was a weird game. It's kind of like you kind of just wipe it from the memory because yeah. it was so strange. Uh, um, I think and, a lot of bad happened yeah. in there for the, for the Steelers, um, and it just wasn't one of the games that they're on. And we've talked about this. There are lights which. Just weren't on yep. this week. A uh, bit of a rough one. I hope the Cardinals enjoyed this win, though, and the dance-off because they've got the 49ers next week, which hardly no. seems fair. Uh, <laughs> but who knows? Uh, apparently, the, the 49ers, I think from their two weeks ago, from their other game with the Seahawks, and then they just played the Eagles. They're only versing bird teams for about five or six games. Oh, so they're, the going, birds, they're, all hunting the way the, they're hunting the flock. 
right oh, now. <laughs> just cleaning up. So, yeah, they're, they're <laughs> it's hunting season. It's oh. hunting season, and uh, they've got two wins already, so I think the Cardinals will be the third one to add to the trophy room. Moving on, I've got Dolphins versus the official team of Onside Punt, Washington Commanders. And despite not having Phillips, the Dolphins' pressure was high from the start. And for our boy, Sam Howe, he does not like that pressure high. He so, uh, so for the third straight week, he has thrown a pick six. Uh, and against the Dolphins, you do not need to give them a head start. No, so no. from here, the Dolphins track team basically opened up and just ran away with it. Dominant win here, 45 to 15. We saw the normal crew, but we also saw the return of Devon, Devon Achen? Yeah, Devon Achen, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So he's come back from injury and he looked scary. He got 105 yards and two touchdowns. And I started to think, ooh, they got, I forgot they've got extra weapons now. Uh, (laughs) uh, The only potential bad news is that they did get offensive tackle, injuries to offensive tackle. Tyron uh, Armstead and guard Robert Hunt. So a little couple injuries there to fix up, but another genuine smash up by the Dolphins game. And what was the score on that one, homie? I was 45 to 15. Scoragami has struck again. So, yeah, we've got one this week. What? Yeah, there you go. Oh, I think it's it's that. At least the Dolphins second. It's because they keep scoring 45 plus points. And most teams yeah. don't do that. <laughs> yeah. So as long as the other team gets something random, we're good. Yeah, pretty we're much. Good, right? yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right, moving it on. The Buccaneers claim victory against the Panthers 21-18 to in a tight matchup. We were kind of hoping for something, you know, to see something from the Panthers here to fight back. But since they've lost their coach, still a little bit sloppy from the Panthers. We didn't see that massive change up in their offense. Bryce still throwing some inopportune passes. Receivers not being actually able to collect on them. Biggest headline out of this one, though, was Mike Evans, who scored on a 75-yard pass play and then joined Jerry Rice as the only two players in NFL history to have 10 consecutive seasons with 1,000-plus yards. And for 10 consecutive seasons, I mean, you think with all the injuries... Different oh. QBs you play with, uh, personal life, what coaches, the other wide receivers on your team. There's squillions of factors in the NFL that can get in the way of that. And for for a thousand yards, ten consecutive seasons, very very impressive. Yeah, that's a that's an amazing achievement. He's a quality player, isn't he? Like he's he really does give Baker the options, doesn't he? Yeah. Like he, they are all carried. That's the other thing as well. He's the sole target, other than Goodwin, Chris Goodwin, but yeah. he's like. He's their target, and he still can produce that kind of level. It's unbelievable. Yeah, he's doing so well for them. But, you know, this was only the second win for the Bucks in the last eight games. They are now tied for second place in the NFC South <laughs> with the Saints. Yeah, uh, it's The Falcons good. edge away. It's ugly. It's ugly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, a bit more life in the Panthers, unfortunately. They have now been officially eliminated from playoff contention. It is impossible for them to get there. They're the first team to scratch off the list. So we knew that was coming. Back to the drawing board, Panthers, and uh, you got a lot of a lot to sort out. There's not much more we can take for that game, so no. let's go on to the next one. So we've got the LA Rams versus the Browns. Now, the Browns were without Denzel Ward out, and Miles Garrett obviously was playing through that shoulder injury. The Rams took full advantage of this cad and now have won three straight games on the row, in a row, keeping their finals and playoffs dreams alive. 
pretty good. Um, we did see, though, the Browns started 38-year-old veteran Joe Flacco. Yes, Joey Flacco is back. And you know the weirdest thing, Kat? Firstly, I felt was the best they've looked offensively this, <laughs> this season. Is he the best quarterback the Browns have had this season? I personally think maybe. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Definitive from you. <laughs> yeah, uh, so it's hard because he, he threw the worst intercepted that I've seen this season oh, as well. Because no. <laughs> <laughs> he had this, he had the scoreboard ticking along, uh, actually keeping pace with the Rams who like to score high. And it was, uh, and then that turnover just flipped the balance and then away the Rams went from there. But uh, we saw the continuation of, Puka Nakua's season as well as he went past a thousand receiving yards in his first NFL season. Crazy here, Cad. But the the Rams, they can score. They can oh, score yeah. and they look good doing it. So they're definitely they're alive. They got some games to win along the stretch, but they're in the playoff contention now. Yeah, their main kind of competitors for the playoffs would be the Vikings and the Packers, who are both six and six now, um, in fighting yep. for that wild card playoff. So. You know, the Packers seem to be on the rise, as we know. They've been doing very well. So the Vikings, it's kind of how are they going to bounce back? What are we going to see? So I'm really interested. I think, it, I think the Rams got a good shot here. Yeah, but it's important that the Browns keep losing as well for all these teams. So it's like it's a double edge here. So they've, I think they're 7-5 and five and they're one step above them. So if they... That's in they the slide, AFC. That's in the yeah. AFC. So, yeah, it's the Texans and Broncos. That's who they want. They want oh, the Browns yeah, to go down. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yes, yes, yes. But it's like it's like we there'll be wins and losses there that create snakes and ladders on both AFC and NFC. So Clean it was up. a good win for everyone else and a slide for for them. So, yeah. All right, the last game here we had the Chargers and the Pats. Now, the Chargers' defense shut down the Pats. Huge. Zero. Khalil Mack. Derwin James started this game, but it was still a absolute train wreck of a game. <laughs> oh, what a stinker. Oh, Six gosh. to zero charges. My God. Not Did we call team. this a win? <laughs> apparently. I've, I've, I've read as, much, as many news articles as I could check, and apparently it's a win, but... Uh, I was surprised this one didn't come across your scoragami, but I guess we did get six points. Um, So no one scores a touchdown. The defense is right supreme. I've got no words for it. I'm usually happy with a W, but I guess I'm happy with the W. At at this point, you know, you go, do we just want to drop down and, and take the draft picks? And even Julian Edelman said about the Patriots, every win is a, is technically a loss because they want to, dive into the draft as well as they can for the Patriots. And look, neither offense could get anything going here. If you didn't figure that out from the scoreline, Eckler had 14 carries for 18 yards, which has got to be one of his worst stats in in seasons. Uh, Keenan Allen had 58 yards total, nearly matching Quinton Johnson, the rookie. Defense, though, yeah, six sacks. The Chargers defense went after it. Khalil Mack added to his tally, got two more. But the Pats just, they look very similar without the sacks. It's it's almost the exact same team. And I think the biggest loser was us who had to watch it. And you just think, how is the rumors? You don't know if they're true or not, but how is one side, the Chargers, looking at the Patriots and saying, oh, their coach will make a difference when we basically were the exact same teams playing this game. I hope this was an interview 
Yes. <laughs> yes. Because no, <laughs> neither are getting the job yeah. now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is, it was, that was all it gave me. It was like, oh, I don't want either of those styles. It's like, come on. It's the balance has gone way too defensively for both these teams. Like, they're keeping, they're now starting to keep teams to nothing. But I think the Pats have, they're like for the sixth week or something, they've kept teams to under like, 20, but not but one. Being, un- like, being unable to put that amount on themselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's something crazy like that. It's like, oh, it was definitely a train wreck of the weekend. It's a, it's a bummer, but it was a good call from you. You saw it early, big train wreck, and uh, oh, I don't know. But that's the thing. I was just thinking for a rule for your train wrecks, you can't use the same teams twice. So, I yeah, mean, like, I, we've got the Patriots, and I think they might continue to cause some train wrecks, given the stat <laughs> you've just mentioned. So we might have to mix it up and just see uh, how, how much you're – your crystal ball, how well it can extend to see the future. All right, Kadla, that's that's a wrap of week 13. But, you know, you've said to look into the crystal ball, look ahead. Maybe mm-hmm. we should sneak ahead and do a no, no review selection yeah of the, no review preview <laughs> no review preview we'll have to work on the language for that uh, intro but uh okay let's go to friday's matchup and without too much of an analyzing just based on what we know in our head let's see if we can pick a winner here cad so we've got new england yes i said it new england at Pittsburgh. Not too early for the train. Nope, no, we're not allowed. No, we're not no, allowed. Sorry. sorry. No, that's, that's remember, you, you established the rules just before. I was not allowed to use them again. Well, I was picking the so, Steelers to train wreck this game. Yeah, that's why I'm getting out of this game because it's like uh, I would have used it before as a train wreck, so we might as well preview it now. Uh, obviously, Kenny Pickett, so his injury has him out for about four weeks, they're saying. Mm. I think it could be longer personally, but yeah. let's see. Let's see. Uh, he's in a moon boot. It's always tough to get back from that. You can have complications, but we've got New England at Pittsburgh after Pittsburgh had a bad loss. I can't see New England scoring enough for this game, Cad, even though Pittsburgh probably might leave it to their defence to win it. I, th- I think we're, we're in an issue that we just had with the last game here is the Steelers are also a team that are ineffective on offence and can't put points up, but they have a great defence. So if they start attacking each other, we could be looking at another 6-0 but I think it'll come down. I think the Steelers have the offensive edge and the Patriots haven't given us any inclination that they have the potential to score. Yes, the Steelers have struggled. There's no doubt about that, but they have showed us that they are able to do it in some way. If it's just their run game, if they can just peel it into field goals, I'm looking at a 9-3 and three game here, thinking that maybe the Patriots will squeak out a, <laughs> squeak out a, a putt <laughs> or a field goal that'll go between the uprights. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if the weather's the same, I don't even see the Pat scoring again. So um, I'll go. I'll go. I'm gonna give a. I'm gonna give the Pittsburgh like a random chance here to go 17. They're at home, you know. So yeah, hopefully the yeah, weather does hold yeah. off. But you know, yeah, both yeah. places are cold and wet. So. <laughs> I'm gonna go Pittsburgh 17. 17. Yep. Yeah. This is. Holy they're gonna blow one. They're gonna blow this game up. <laughs> Who's up? <laughs> is it just the running game? You think Mitch Trubisky is going to be slinging it out there? Yeah, he's going to hit uh, Pat Frymuth for a TD. Oh, good, and good, good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And George yeah, Pickens will be left wanting like he has all yeah, season. Uh, yeah, and they'll get a running TD, and then the rest will be field goals. So just, just Najee yeah. and Frymuth. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's all we're getting. And the Patriots will get six. 
just for because we'll let them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not just yeah. give him six? Yeah. It yeah. Doesn't yeah. <laughs> Grim way, and and as we've said, it's just unfortunate for Al Michaels, the veteran play caller, who is just getting another absolute bugger of a game after a great game last week. So let's have a look though, homie, just while we're here, because I want to see what other big matchups we've got and little sneak preview of what we're seeing next week. I'm really liking here 49ers Seahawks, oddly enough. Bears Lions seems like a matchup these days because the Lions, I don't know, there seems to be some holes in them right now where they have to keep fighting back for victories. But we know what the big game is. Oh, man. Philly. First, the Cowboys. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The other one um, I'm really liking the look of is LA Rams versus Baltimore Ravens. That will give us a really good picture where the Rams are at. I like that one a lot too. And the Ravens coming off a bye week, I believe. Yeah. Which could be be, be brutal for them. Could be be brutal, but we'll we'll find out quickly where the the Rams are at. And a big game. There's fun games. uh, There's a big game, I think, here that, you know, I wouldn't have thought was big probably about three or four weeks ago, which is Chiefs-Bills. Because with the Chiefs faltering at the moment and the Bills, Mm. you know, coming up a little bit stronger than they were, they say the season doesn't start till after Thanksgiving. So this could actually be a good AFC matchup and maybe the Bills come in and take a W because if the Packers can do it, who knows? I'm sure the Bills would be happy just to end other people's seasons. So (laughs) if they can't make it, they'll take as many with them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, a lot to look forward to, homie, on Thursday's episode. But shall we wrap it up? Thank you for listening to this episode of Onside Punt. Remember, whether you're a diehard fan or just getting started on your NFL journey, we've got you covered. Remember to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram at Onside Punt. Thanks, Kat. Thanks, mate. And I nailed that one, did I? Yeah, you did. Well, that's you better got than last way. <laughs> yeah. I was only going to add in. We're also on TikTok. Yeah, Find we are. There. If you're, if you're yeah. under 18, yeah. you can follow yeah. us on TikTok. Yeah, fresh out of the womb. Come <laughs> check us out. <laughs> It's concerning. It's concerning at best.